Hiring for your small business? If you're not looking for professionals on LinkedIn, you're looking in the wrong place. That's like looking for your car keys in a fish tank. LinkedIn helps you hire professionals you can't find anywhere else. Even those who aren't actively searching for a new job but might be open to the perfect role. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't even visit other leading job sites. So start looking in the right place. With LinkedIn, you can hire professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com slash people today. There's never been a faster or easier way to start your weight loss journey than with Plush Care. Plush Care accepts most insurance plans and gives you online access to board-certified physicians who can prescribe FDA-approved weight loss medications like Wigovi and ZepBound for those who qualify. Take charge of your health and speak with a board-certified physician about a weight loss plan that's right for you. Get started today at plushcare.com slash weight loss. That's plushcare.com slash weight loss. plushcare.com slash weight loss. Hey, it's Ryan Reynolds, and I'm here with Keith, co-star of my upcoming film, If, only in theaters May 17th. Do you want to tell people the big news... All right, I'll do. It. Sign up now and you'll get unlimited for $15 a month in six months of Paramount Plus Essential Plan on us. Mintmobile.com slash switch. Upfront payment of $45 equivalent to $15 per month. Unlimited over 40 gigabytes per month. Face lower speeds. Videos at 480p. Active Mint customers by 531.24 get six months of Paramount Plus Essential Plan. Auto renews after six months. Offer ends May 31st, 2024. Separate Paramount Plus registration required. Terms and conditions apply if rated PG. Hello and welcome to the Love Life Connection podcast, a podcast for successful women who feel like they have it all except love. I'm Veronica Grant, your host and a love and life coach. And my only goal with this podcast is to inspire you to believe in yourself and that real love is possible for you, even in our swipe right, swipe left world. You with me? Let's get started. Hello, and welcome to episode number 162 of the Love Life Connection podcast. As always, I am so excited to be back in your earbuds again this week, and I'm really excited that Veronica is also back on the show. And no, I'm not speaking in third person. It's Veronica Peretti, and she's a good friend of mine, and she's also an astrologist. She's been on my podcast at least twice before, giving a love horoscope forecast, and she's doing the same thing today. She'll be telling you all about what's in the stars for love and money for this month and April and part of June. We basically get right up until eclipse and retrograde season when we'll probably have her on again to give us a forecast for the summer months. So I don't want to make this intro too long because as always, Veronica and I can never stop talking since we get into the same room or the same Zoom room where we record these. So I don't want to make this intro too long. So this podcast isn't too terribly long, but I do want you to know that at the end of our conversation, Veronica and I have a really, really exciting announcement for you. So make sure you listen to that. And I'm not even going to tease anything about it. I just want you to hear it because we're so excited. And that's really all I can say without giving anything away. So without further ado, let's bring on Veronica. Hello, and welcome to episode number 162 of the Love Life Connection podcast. Hey, Veronica, welcome back to the show. I'm really excited you're here, and you're going to talk all about the love astrology, the love forecast for the next few months. Um, So yeah, I think most of my people know who you are, but I'm always getting new listeners. So just take a minute really quickly to introduce yourself and tell us what you do. 
and who you are. Sure. Hi, Veronica. Thanks for having me back. Um, I am an astrologer, a yoga teacher, a life coach, and um, I basically share with people how their astrology and their natal chart can help them take action in their life and their work and make changes that they want to change, make changes that they want to make. <laughs> <laughs> we're it's just saying. We're pretty much agreed, as you know, while we're recording this, yeah. so we're going to have a few blunders. That's okay. Yeah, it's Mercury in retrograde, and also, while we're recording this, the moon is void, of course, and so I was just going to, you know, do, hello, welcome to episode 162, and then just go right into it, but... I don't know. I couldn't do it with like Veronica there and I kept messing up and I was like, screw it. We're just going to go right into the episode. <laughs> so so um, we're here and we're going to talk about love and we're going to give you the forecast for the next quarter of the year, which is, um, and we have an exciting announcement, a really exciting announcement that we're going yes. to so I'm like, I'm so excited, but we're not going to talk about it yet because or just not. <laughs> but you have to just stay till the end. To stay till the out. end. <laughs> um, um, okay, so um, up until Mercury in retrograde, it's been a pretty smooth sailing year so far. Mm-hmm. Um, obviously, Mercury goes direct the day this podcast is released, or the twenty eighth. It'll be in its shadow period for a little bit. Um, but then, what can we expect? What's what's going to happen? Yeah, so it is an interesting time astrologically because we did have such a heavy retrograde year in 2018, and now the kickoff of 2019, we pretty much were free and clear for a few couple months, three months, almost three months, until like two and two and change until Mercury retrograde. So now um, we did have a big slowdown. Mercury has been retrograde in Pisces, which has been really challenging because while Mercury retrograde has a, um, in the pop culture lexicon, it, it, it tends to mean like screwing with your electronics and fucking up your iPhone. Oops. Can I say that here? Yeah. yeah, (laughs) Everything's Um, marked explicit. So, yes. So like, it's not, it's Mercury in Pisces doesn't exactly manifest that way while you may be experiencing a little of that it's more the um miscommunications or the lack of being able to express yourself in some way um because pisces is so watery and it's really a sign that's it rules the subconscious it's where we go to heal on a deep level that we might not even actually understand so it's, I find that Mercury retrograde this round has been very emotional for a lot of people. And the reason I'm mentioning that is because some of the feelings that we've been feeling the past two, three weeks, or now it, it's going to be 23 days when everybody is listening to this um, on March 28th. So Venus is going to be going into Pisces next. So she's going to go into Pisces on April 1st. So we're not completely done with this um, foggy feeling of being in the muck kind of, (laughs) I think Venus and Pisces is a little bit, it's nicer. Like she likes to be there in a way that Mercury does not. Mercury is really unhappy there. So um, Mercury will be finally, um, he'll be transitioning out um, when Venus comes in, but they're going to spend a little bit of time there together. Um, 
So that'll be interesting. So all that is to say that if your emotions are on high, if you're feeling things and you're not even sure why you're feeling them, it's all the Pisces energy. Um, We have Neptune and Pisces. He's hanging out there for a good long time. He rules the sign. But you also have these personal planets, Mercury and Venus, which affect us on a daily level in an intense way. They're also meeting up and talking to that Neptune, which creates a fogginess in terms of um, how we think, how we feel, um, how other people think, feel, and act. Like it's all it's really playing into our personal lives is what I'm trying to get at. So if there is a fogginess around your relationship right now, if there, if you're dating someone and it's not clear, trust me, you are not alone. Like I, countless people are having that experience right now because when you're not clear with yourself, you can't really be clear with another person. Right. right? So if you're in that zone of like, I'm not sure what I want right now. I have heard that from so many clients, this Mercury retrograde. Um, you're not alone. Give this time. Um, let Mercury and Venus do their thing in Pisces. Here's the good thing about it. This feelings that are, the subconscious feelings that you normally don't deal with are rising to the surface for you to actually suss through. So I think that all of this is giving us an opportunity to get the information that we need so that we can move forward with confidence and step into spring with like a real knowing of what we want to do next. Yeah. I, um, I don't know when I was thinking, I was thinking when you're, when you were saying all this, I was like, Oh God, when are we going to get rid of this Pisces energy? <laughs> it's well, so hard you for, officially- for- I think for earth signs, but just in general, it's just like a big soup of emotions. You're just like, get me out of here. So interestingly enough, all the water people, water people, you are Pisces, Scorpio, and um, Cancer. All the water people, they're probably not even feeling this that much. They're really like, okay. <laughs> they're like, they're used to being in the soup. It probably doesn't bother them too much. <laughs> um, one of my dearest friends in Scorpio, she seems to be having a great month. Like <laughs> people, those people are okay. Um, you know, the earth people, they, you don't have it so bad because there's still a good amount of earth in the sky. Cause you know that we've got that Saturn and Pluto through this whole year. So if you know, your listeners are familiar with my work, I've been talking about Saturn and Pluto every week yeah. for, I don't even know how long, and I'm still going to be talking about it for another two years or something. Um, so Saturn and Pluto are leading up to this meeting in the sky. That's going to happen in January. But this whole year is like, this big foreplay for Saturn and Pluto. Um, and they are in Capricorn. So we are, we have an earth foundation. We have a, we have a real steady foundation for everything that goes on this whole year. So the earth people probably aren't suffering too bad. Um, but the fire people like me and the air people are just like, what is going on? This is not what we're used to. Um, in astrology, you know, each of the signs belongs to an element. And then we also belong to 
um, a mo- like a yin or a yang. So the masculine, and the feminine. So the the air and fire represent the masculine, the yang, and the earth and the water represent the yin, the feminine. So this is a very feminine time of being able to receive, of opening up yourself to receive what's coming in. It's a really hard time for people like me with a ton of fire in their chart because we are used to going out in the world and doing. We light things on fire. We start to spark. We get people moving forward. And this is not a time of moving forward or it hasn't been. It's, we're moving back into that. But it, it's been a time of reflection, sitting back and allowing the information to come to you um, and being patient with that so that once we get into that further into Aries season, you can start making decisions and start making choices and start moving forward again and start taking action on the things that you got clarity on. But right now it might not feel like super, super duper clear yet, but we're getting there. We're starting to come out of it. Um, Mercury rules the mind. So once Mercury is done with this time in Pisces, the the mental capacity will start to feel more clear again. And when's that going to be? Um, that is going to be on April 17th. And that's when it's out of its shadow period, right? Um, that's going to be when it goes, yeah, it goes into Aries and it it started its retrograde right at the end of Pisces. So about then. And so the shadow period is basically that a period of time, um, before and after retrograde is what we call the shadow period. Um, so like anything in astrology, there's no black and white. There's always like a gray area. So I would say um, the most potent times of Mercury retrograde are right when it stations to go retrograde and a couple of days before that and a couple of days after, and then right where it stations to go direct and a couple of days before and a couple of days after. Those are the most potent times. When you're right in the middle, it's not as potent. Um, And when you're in those shadow periods before and after, not as potent. But right around those station periods, it's like you really feel it. Mm. And that's for all retrogrades and all the planets go retrograde beside the sun and the moon. Okay. Okay. So, all right. So Mercury is going to go into Aries. And once that happens, we'll feel a little bit more clear thinking. Venus is going to be in Pisces. And Venus but is not too much longer. She'll okay. be, she'll be, she's, okay. she's moving fast. Soon. She's moving fast. Okay. So Venus is in Aquarius right now. But April 1st, she'll be moving into um, Pisces, but she'll be out of Pisces April 20th. So um, then she'll go to Aries. And so while we're in the Pisces period, some of the things that, you know, up until April 17th, I would say some of the things that your listeners can do is really tap into their intuition. So really make space in your day to find stillness and quiet, journal, listen for the messages that are coming through. If you get a hunch, trust it. Um, you know, if you're in that space of like, I want to break up or I don't want to break up or whatever, just don't make the decisions. Just let the information rise up. You know, um, I would say really reflect, spend a lot of time reflecting, um, because we've got Mars in Gemini, which is the talkative planet planet. So Mars and Gemini, I think of Mars and Gemini kind of like, you know, it, Mars and Gemini is like the gossip just, just can't control themselves. 
<laughs> and to make it worse, Mars is opposing Jupiter and Sagittarius. And Jupiter and Sagittarius is like signature foot and mouth syndrome. So between the two of them, you're not going to be able to control yourself. So the more time you can give yourself to reflect, to breathe, to be in stillness before you communicate, the better off you're going to be. Um, Aries is impulsive. So the sun is in Aries for this period of time. And, you know, you're going to say things that you probably don't want to say. <laughs> it's just going to happen. It's just going to happen. It's going to happen. Be ready to apologize, you know. And But I think the more time that you can give yourself to reflect and the more time you can give yourself to, to process whatever is coming up for you is going to be useful. Um, but then, you know, April 20th, it's like, we're full on into that Aries vibe and we're completely done with the Pisces energy. And, you know, the thing about the Pisces stuff is that it's not fun, but it's important. Yeah. And you notice here that there's actually this grand trine and water here pointing at the North node. Well, they're pointing in various directions, but you've got the North node here involved. So whatever you're learning in this period is going to be really, really important for you on your journey um, for growth because it's pointed, it, the North node is involved in cancer. So the North node is there for the next, I don't know, um, year or so um, until pretty much the end of this well, year. We've got the North node in cancer, the moon in Scorpio, and then what is that? Neptune and Pisces? Neptune and Pisces. That's, and that's on April 20th. Okay. And so that is the day that Venus goes into Aries. So that says to me that like all of this information that's come up in water in this time of this Pisces time, it's going to come to fruition and it's going to direct us in the direction of our growth, where we're going. Because right now we're moving toward that north node in Cancer in the sky. We all have a, the, a north node in our chart, our natal chart, but we also and can you quickly um, explain what the, the north sky. node is? Sure. So the north node are the nodes of the moon. We call them the nodes of fate. Um, I uh, like to think of them in the yoga terminology. So the north node is your dharma. It's your growth. It's where you're going. It's your purpose in this life. And the south node is your karma. It's what you brought in. It's what you've already mastered. It's what you're good at. It's what you like to do, but it's not necessarily, it's easy for you, you know? So the North node is where we're going. And so from a planetary global perspective, these nodes move every 18 months. And so there's a certain journey that we're all on together. And that journey that we're all on together is moving toward that Cancer North node. So for that April 20th, when Venus moves into Aries and we sort of say goodbye to the Pisces energy, we have this grand trine in water that involves the North node. So it's like, Oh, now I see. Now I know why I went through all that. Now I know what the planets, the universe was trying to tell me the past, you know, months and a half. Cool. Um, so a good date to have on the calendar just to see what comes up. It's a good day to have on a calendar. Yeah. Um, with Mars and Gemini, it's this weird thing because you're going to really want to talk and you're really, wanna, gonna, you're really going to want to express yourself. You might find it more 
it, it might become easier to express yourself as Mars moves into Gemini. Um, it's currently in Taurus, which is more of that Earth energy. And Taurus is, Mars and Taurus can be a little stubborn. It can also be pretty ambitious. Mars is going to be in Taurus until March 30th and then move on to Gemini. Um, so I think that Mars and Gemini is going. So when Mars is in Taurus, I always say that everyone's kind of looking for security, stability, to feel good, to eat yummy food, to, you know, go to the spa, to like do all the things that make us feel good, that are really luxurious. We're really seeking security in a lot of ways. When Mars moves into Gemini, we're much more concerned with the intellect, humor, curiosity, um, and we're, we're going to be more communicative because Mars is going to be in an air sign and it's going to, you know, again, you know, Mars is a young masculine planet. It's the, the planet of masculinity in a, um, in Gemini air is one of our masculine elements. So it's going to be like a big, a, a, everything that's been building up, you might just spit it all out and <laughs> not be able to control it all of a sudden all the feelings you didn't have words for, you have words for, and you can't keep them in. Um, so that might be how that feels. Um, but we'll see. Um, we'll see. I think um, it's going to feel lighter at that point, and we'll still have the sun in Aries, so we're all going to be really motivated. Um, we're going to be ready to bust out the gate, and that'll be March 31st, so pretty pretty soon. Pretty soon. Great. And then um, what's going on at the end of April into May? What's our lovely Venus or other? So Venus is, you know, she's going to be in Aries April 20th. And, you know, Venus in Aries, she's a little bit like the warrior there um, because, you know, Aries is the warrior sign. It's a sign of the masculine. So you have the the feminine planet coming into the sign of the masculine. It'll be really interesting. I think she's going to be um, probably more assertive. You might be feeling more assertive. You might be even feeling a little bit aggressive. You might be like really ready to go after what you want. Um, you aren't interested in playing in the I don't know, especially with Mars and Gemini and Venus and Aries. I think it's going to be a time where a lot of people have the talk. So you'll notice that here, um, the you'll notice that Mars is squaring um, Neptune here, and Neptune's in that in Pisces still. So, and by the way, for everyone listening, Veronica and I are looking at the transit chart. So, yeah, I'll try to explain what's what I see. But so <laughs> what I what I what I think is going to be happening is you're really going to go after the dream whatever it is so if you're in a relationship and it's not really fulfilling you might be the time that you're like I'm going to go out I'm going to go for something that's really going to fill me up and this is when Venus goes in Aries the 20th yeah because Aries is about the eye Aries is all about yeah the self so if something's not working for you you're going to make it known and that's okay, you know? Yeah. The so if there's like, a, if there's like something, signs, yeah, so something like someone's going to take big action on that feels selfish or scary or that would be a time to do it. Yeah, I think Venus and Aries is a great time to take risks. Okay. It's a great time to, we're having so much of this 
intuitive, internal time of stillness, all of that now. Really collect the information now so that once we move into the latter part of April, you're like, I know what I want. I have the information and I'm ready to take the risk. I'm ready to take the next step forward. I'm ready to go for the thing that I know deep down in my heart I really want. You know, that's one of the things about the fire signs. They're really brave. They step out into the world and they, you know, whether or not you like the way they do it, yeah. <laughs> they, they take what they want. You know what I mean? So right. It's, for better it's or worse. It's, time. It's, 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 it's really at the time to go for it. Yeah. Cool. Um, let's see. April 23rd. Um, will be interesting because Venus is going to conjunct Chiron. So Chiron is the wounded healer. So Chiron takes Chiron takes his wound myth- mythologically because all the planets have a mythological story that go with them. Um, you know, Chiron is the wounded healer. He takes the he's he takes the wound and helps heal others with it. Right. So um, it's the the half horse, half man. And he's, he's not, he doesn't really fit in either world. Like he doesn't really um, fit in anywhere. He doesn't really know what he is. That's kind of the energy of Chiron. It's, it's like you talk about in your work, it's your core wound. Um, And you have to, you have to work with that. And so Chiron uh, recently moved into Aries and is going to be spending a number of years there. Um, so this is the first time that Venus is going to meet Chiron in Aries. So that will be really interesting. So while we're like ready to take the world by storm, we might feel a little bit, we might feel a little bit like, like our stuff is coming up. Yeah. Your stuff is coming up. So you might, you might attract someone into your life who brings up that stuff for you or brings that stuff to the surface. And those are all lessons that we all need to have. Right. So Chiron spends a good amount of time in each of the signs and, um, brings the lessons that we need to have in a different way than Saturn. Saturn's like the disciplinary and the lesson bringer of the Zodiac, but Chiron really brings up the wounds that we need to heal. Mm -hmm. Okay. Um, so that's going to happen and then she'll move on pretty quickly. So you might notice like April 23rd, 24th, like around April 23rd, you're going to, you might feel a little bit, not yourself. Some stuff might be coming up. You might be feeling a little bit, um, uh, triggered. So just be aware of that. Um, and then, and by the way, Venus rules, not just romantic love, but also our social life our um, relationships with other women. It also rules our relationship with our money. So all of the things I'm saying while I'm thinking about them in the perspective of relationships and dating, because that's primarily what your listeners are tuning in for. You can also take what I'm saying and um, place the filter of money or friendship over that as well. Okay. Good to know. All right. So any questions so far, Veronica, anything to add? Um, I don't think so. I love that we're doing this where I can see your screen and see where everything is. Um, So yeah, no questions, just fun to follow along. 
Um, except for what's going to come up next. We've been talking about April a lot. So what's another big transit? So one of the other things that's coming on in April is that this Venus is going to be squaring the North Node. So we talked a little bit about the North Node before. You know, the North Node is our destiny. It's our growth. It's where we're going. And this Venus in Aries is going to be squaring the North Node in Cancer. And a square, for those of you that um, are newer to astrology, is a really... It's an uncomfortable aspect. It's an aspect that brings up some confrontation, some friction. Um, you know, it's like, uh, it's not bad. Nothing is bad. So there's that, that there's that, um, what is that Rumi quote about like you rub, you rub the mirror, you rub the diamond. So that oh, no. I don't know. I just spaced. We're not, our minds are not good today. Mercury retrograde. We'll blame it on <laughs> So anyway, the point is that like the friction, the the confrontation is what creates the catalyst for change. So mm -hmm. squares are not bad. In fact, people that have a lot of squares and oppositions in their chart are often the most interesting people. Um, but it just means that there's going to be something going on, especially because Venus will have just conjunct Chiron and your stuff is going to be coming up. And now she's squaring the North Node. Something is going on that is really important for you to pay attention to because it is helping you step on or take the next step on your path forward. Yeah. Okay. And you might notice that people that come into your life at that time or people that leave your life at that time, they there's something about it that's faded. When we talk about the nodes, I mean, I personally believe that there are aspects of astrology. Like when we talk about the nodes, we're generally talking about fate or destiny, right? But mm -hmm. I also feel like the beauty of astrology is that it's, it's empowering you to make your own choices. So you are co-creating this experience with the universe. You can't sit back and just say, oh, I'm going to have a Venus square, the node, and it's going to bring whatever into my life. I mean, it doesn't work that way. You can have all the biggest transits in the world hit your natal chart and nothing changes because you are not taking action on it. So it's one of the things I always tell my clients. It's like, you can have all these great things happen and, or these big things happen, great or not. But if you're not taking action on it, if you're not being proactive about making choices, then nothing is going to change. So what's really great about preparing yourself is that you know that to pay attention to who's showing up and who's cropping up around that time, because there's something about the, that person or that thing that is nudging you in the right direction. And it's going to feel, it could feel like a test, like, oh, maybe this is like, I'm, I'm going down the wrong path or I shouldn't, I should just go back to something else because it feels a little uncomfortable. Um, but because the North Node's involved, it feels like, and then there's like that uncomfortableness. It almost feels like a little bit of a test from the universe. I don't even know if I believe in that total concept of testing, but it just, because sometimes, you know, we were talking about this before, like, you know, if something frustrating happens, like, oh, is this a sign that I shouldn't be doing this? And it's like, well, no, not necessarily. You know, it could just be something kind of like pushing you to keep going. Um, yeah. I mean, I totally get it. I feel, I also feel like, I have a weird relationship with that. So I, um, do I believe in fate? You know, I don't know. Like I, I have a weird relationship with it. Yeah. So I, I, 
I think that the astrology gives us places to point to and really be um, aware. And so what I think my, my biggest takeaway or what I want to get across to people when I talk about or teach astrology is let this be a tool to help you be more self-aware. Yeah. Let this be a tool to help you grow. Let this be a tool to help you take action in your life. Don't let this be a thing that makes you fearful and keeps you home sitting on the couch watching Netflix and not doing anything, you know? Totally, 100%. Um, so moving into May. So we have that node that's like going on from April 28th that square Venus to the node is happening April 28th till May 9th. Um, and then she's going to actually head into Taurus on the 15th. Um, and she'll join a few of the other planets that are already there. So she'll be joining Uranus, which is hanging out in Taurus for a good long time. He headed in recently for his long stay. Um, and Mercury, which is already there, and the sun, which is already there. So now we're going to be, we're coming out of that fiery time of Aries, of get it done, of make it happen, of the warrior, and we're moving into Taurus, and we talked about this, Mars has, was in Taurus, now, you know, going to have moved on. Um, mm -hmm. Mars will still be in Gemini for this period, or right at the last degree of Gemini. And, you know, when Venus goes into Taurus, this is her home sign. So Venus rules two signs in the Zodiac. She rules Taurus and Libra. And when Venus is in Taurus, she's got her money mindset on. Like, she's really interested in security and luxury and um, being at home and being surrounded by the things that are comfortable for her. Um, so after all that fiery Aries time, maybe you go out on the town and you get to dating and then you kind of settle in with someone for a little while. <laughs> that, that sounds really nice for Venus and Taurus. You know, Venus and Taurus wants to feel settled and secure and, um, she wants to be adored. She wants to be, um, she wants to feel, she wants to feel good in every way, in every way you can think of. Um, so Venus, for all that Taurus energy is going to be really steady. It's going to feel really steady. It's going to feel really um, even keel after all the Aries energy that we go through. I know right now the Aries energy feels like so it, so we can't wait for it because we've been in the muck. But, you know, then we're going to be um, probably excited for that Taurus energy to come in because this is how astrology works. You know, you have the ebbs and you have the flows, you have the peaks and you have the valleys. Um, so all that Taurus energy, you know, you're going to have that trine to this Capricorn energy, which is really like the stage that we're dancing on for this entire two years, 2019 and 2020. Um, so that'll be really interesting. It's going to be a lot of earth. Earth is a great time for manifestation, for bringing things into creation. It's all about like taking, taking the dreams from up here and pulling them down. And as you know, as an earth sign, you know, earth signs in general, earth people in general are really good at, um, at about taking something in the mind and then bringing it into reality here on earth, mm -hmm. um, depending on, you know, your specific chart. So we're going to have that happening. Um, so for those of us with a lot of earth in their chart, you're going to love this time. I'm looking forward to it. <laughs> Yeah. So then you're going to, and interestingly, you're going to have this conjunction 
um, with Uranus on the 18th, you're going to have Venus and Uranus conjunct. And so that is going to be an interesting day to mark in your calendar because um, Venus and Uranus conjunct in Taurus might bring some surprise that you really like or don't like, <laughs> you know, Uranus can go either way. Um, but it's sextiling um, Mars, which moves into Cancer the day before, um, or a couple, two days before. So that'll be really interesting time. So on May 18th, Venus and Uranus conjunct and they sextile Mars and Cancer. And I'm excited for this day. I think this is going to bring something. Something is going to pop up, whether it has to do with your money, whether it's like has to do with investments, whether this has something to do with meeting someone or you met someone and now it's like totally happening and you commit. I'm like, it, it could be a myriad of things because Mars and Uranus coming together, it's complete surprise. We we can't even begin to speculate what it really could be because when those two get together, it's just, um, it's just something to watch, you know? Mm -hmm. um, so we'll see what happens. Um, but I'm we're, I'm sure we're all in store for something that we're not expecting on May 18th. Um, and for everyone listening, I'm putting some of the key dates that Veronica's talking about they'll be in the show notes um with just the main aspect um just so you can you know go back and jot it down into your calendar put it on your phone or whatever so so you can um yeah just remember to keep an eye out and see what see what's coming up for you on those on those days um and mars is going and i think we'll end with mars and the North Node meeting, which is going to be a little bit into June. And that's going to kick off. Mars and North Node are going to come together. So you're going to be working on something that has to do with this growth, has to do with this path forward. And then we're going to start to move into eclipse season. But we'll wait until next time to talk about that. Yeah. Because <laughs> that's a whole other show. Yeah, we'll have you on again and we'll talk about the eclipses and then the next Mercury and retrograde, which is in July. Yeah. And there'll be lots more retrogrades happening. I mean, we do have some retrogrades coming up, but um, nothing super crazy to talk about. Um, Mercury and Venus, when those go retrograde, those are personal planets, Mars as well. So th those affect us a little more deeply on the day-to-day -day level. The outer planets, you know, they, they retrograde for a good part of every year. So they don't have the same while it's important for us to take note of, they don't really have the same effect on our day-to-day -day life um, or emotions, you know? So yeah, I was going to ask you because we, we don't cover those too much. I, we're, yeah. I'm not covering them too much with your listeners. Yeah, because Jupiter and Pluto are going retrograde next month, but it's like, I mean, do you think that Jupiter in retrograde is significant just because Jupiter's in Sagittarius or not so much? Um, no, because Jupiter is retrograde half the year, every year, no matter what. So I don't think it's, it's not, I'm not worried about it. I don't think Jupiter retrograde is, causes anything negative to happen. I mean, really, you know, um, yeah. I heard things, another astrologist yeah. say, she's like, this just means Jupiter gets to roll through Sagittarius twice, which is good for all the Sagittarius. Yeah. So. <laughs> because here's the thing. I, Jupiter is like everyone's favorite. It always brings the blessings and the gifts. Yeah. So 
whenever a planet goes retrograde, it's an opportunity for us to review. So it's like you wouldn't hand in an essay to your college professor without proofreading it, right? Mm -hmm. So we all want, whether or not we want to, we all have to review what's happened, our life choices, what we've been working on, who we've been spending time with, all of these things. And so all of these retrogrades happen at different times for different reasons for us to review different parts of our life. Now, Jupiter going back through Sagittarius, you can look at what, how Sagittarius rules in your chart and see what is going to be up for review for you. Mm -hmm. You know, Mm -hmm. I, I don't think it's something to be worried about. And I don't even think it's something that's bad in any way. And not that I think any astrology bad. I, I think Mercury retrograde is actually great. I think I consider Mercury retrograde like a built in time of rest. I know that I'm not going to be pushing as hard as I am at other times of the year. When I saw that March was going to be a ton of Pisces, soggy, wet, like earth, water, mud. I knew that we were going to be in the mud (laughs) the whole month. So I was like, we're going to be in the mud. I'm not even going to bother to launch anything. I'm not like, you know, I'm going to do my work. I'm going to do my regular work. I'm going to push before I'm going to push after, but I know that that month I'm going to, I'm going to sit back a little bit and know that some information is going to show up for me that I need to see. So I'm going to give myself a little more spaciousness in my schedule. So for me, that's how I approach Mercury retrograde. Yeah. I like that. Um, And so the thing is though, you know, with all of these dates and um, everything going on and in the planets and the stars and all that kind of stuff, you know, this is obviously like a generalized, you know, horoscope, right? It's like, okay, you know, Mercury is going to be conjunct with this planet or Venus is going to be conjunct with that planet or whatever, but how it applies to you or doesn't apply to you is it, it's really determined on where it shows up in your chart. Because if it's, if these planets are also aspecting and by aspecting, I mean, in relationship, like in a certain position in the sky, um, with your natal planets, like in your natal chart, um, or according to what house it's in and what sign rules that house, like this stuff, you might feel it totally just depending again where it shows up, or you might not feel it at all. And you're like, Veronica, what the hell are you talking about? Right. Mm-hmm. And so um, that was my transition to what we're going to be sharing. <laughs> Yay! Um, so as you guys know, Veronica has come onto my podcast a few times and we'll definitely continue to have her on to share some love astrology horoscopes and uh, forecasts and all that stuff. And um, I've been getting a lot of questions, um, definitely in the Love Action Tribe DMs and Instagram, like, okay, but how does this apply to me or this or that? And the thing is, is that while I definitely study astrology in my own life, I'm certainly not um, the expert in astrology. And uh, Veronica gets a lot of clients on her end that want to have their chart read. And a lot of what is motivating that is often career and money, but also a lot of times love life, um, which is my expertise. We're like, well, why don't we join forces, which is what we're doing. And so on June 1st, which is a Saturday in New York City, we are co-hosting a day-long retreat. And it is called the Your Cosmic Love Language. And it's pretty much everything you imagined a love and astrology retreat to be. Um, 
Veronica is going to help you to look at your chart and specifically where the moon and Venus and Mars are in your chart and how that affects um, how you process emotions, the kind of partner, the kind of relationship you want, what's going to be, um, what things are going to be really easy to you in love and relationships and what things are going to be a little bit more challenging and maybe put some focus on maybe like also that's where your core wounds are. Um, your Chiron, for example, could be hanging out somewhere in your house of relationships um, or something else that could be affecting relationships. And, and then I'll be there to coach you through it and how to, and help you to actually make this stuff you're learning in your chart into, and put it into, you know, put it into action, put it into um, real world, tangible results uh, so that you're really taking steps um, that are really unique to, I mean, literally, they're literally unique to you because, you know, everyone has their own unique astrology chart. Um, and we're doing that together in person in New York City. And I, I'm like so freaking excited. Are you excited about it, Veronica? I'm so excited. And I think <laughs> that it's going to be great because we, so many people are interested in astrology and they read their horoscope. And one of the biggest um, things is that they want, like we listen to the astrology, we want to actually use it. So this is going to be a great way for you to come have me look at your chart. And instead of having to go home and mull it over and journal about it and be like on your own with it, with the information that you received, we're really going to have some time to dig into what you, what clarity you glean from the chart and then be able to just dig in right there. So it's going to be such a great opportunity to take action on your chart to actually attract the love you want, whether you're single or you're already in a relationship. Yeah. I like that phrase a lot to take action on your chart. Cause like, like you said, um, it's really, can be really fascinating to look at your chart. And, you know, I was just telling you before we started recording that I was looking at the transits and um, the sun was conjunct Venus in my fifth house, which is the house that rules love and relationships. The month that I met Stevie, which was right after a solar eclipse um, and solar eclipses just kind of like start something new. Um, so it's just so fascinating to me that that happened. And that was long before, you know, I was, following astrology or studying it by any stretch. And so it's just really interesting to go back and look at big um, times in my life and see what was going on in the astrology. And, um, and I think that this can just be a really oppor great opportunity to look, we're not going to like teach you how to, you know, read your chart and like, you're not going to be an expert. We're not promising that, but I think you will be able to look at your chart in a different way. And then also be able to understand, you know, if you do hear, some, you know, a more generalized horoscope, someone saying, oh, well, Venus is doing that or Mars is doing that, then you're going to have a better idea of how that might be affecting you personally. Um, because you're just going to be looking at your chart in a whole new way. Veronica's going to show you some of the important aspects as it relates to love and relationships. Um, and so I think it'll help you to take action, like, you know, know what your, again, like I said before, strengths, um, things you can work on, core wounds, all that kind of stuff. But I think it's also just going to make it even more interesting moving forward. As you continue to learn more about astrology, you'll have a better idea of how things relate to you and to your chart and all that kind of fun stuff. So um, 
we would love to invite you all. Um, there's only about 20 to 25 spaces. So if you know you want to come, make sure that you um, sign up sooner rather than later. We do expect um, spots to, to fill. And if you sign up before April 15th, there's also a payment plan um, available. So to uh, sign up, head over to veronicagrant.com forward slash retreat and you can sign up there and we've also created two different levels of support so you can come to the retreat or if you want to have a private hour-long astrology reading with veronica and then a 60-minute deep dive relationship session with me then you can sign up for the elevated experience um, and you just get a little bit more hand-holding as you um use this tool of astrology to really look at your love life and take action uh, based on that. And also if you do the elevated experience, um, you get to join us for a, uh, an intimate dinner after, after the retreat. And during the retreat, we're providing snacks and goodie bags and lunch and um, a champagne toast at the end of the day. So it's just going to be a really fun, a really nourishing, juicy day. And I mean, I just talk about all day long. I won't because this podcast has gotten a little long, but we would, um, (laughs) it would just be so, it would just be so fun to, um, to have a lot of our, um, our listeners, both from my community and then obviously from Veronica's community to, uh, to join us. Anything you want to add or share Veronica? Um, no, I'm really excited about it. I think it's going to be a great opportunity for you to take the astrology kind of out of your head and into your life. Um, and I'm excited because I think one of the most fulfilling things that people take from the readings with me is that they figure out what is actually fulfilling to them. Mm-hmm. And I know that that's so much of the work that you do. So I think that we're really going to come together and it's going to be like a really powerful comp- co- combination, regardless of what stage of your life you're in, whether you're single, married, divorced, in a committed partnership, whatever. Like it's, I think you're, you're going to leave with an understanding of this is what I need. And that's why we're calling it your cosmic love language. Cause it's really like figuring out your makeup of what, what fulfills you yeah. in a love relationship with someone else. And also in your own relationship with yourself. Yeah, totally. And that's, that's the, um, last thing I'll say about that is this is not just for women who are single. It's not just for women who are actively dating. It's for any woman who wants to call in a lifelong partnership, whether that means you are in a relationship now trying to figure it out, kind of sort of dating in a situationship, um, you know, single AF, like getting over an ex. It doesn't matter your, your love phase, as long as that ultimate goal is in line with the value of the workshop, which is calling in a lifelong partner, then, um, you're going to love it. And we'd love to have you. Yay. 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 Um, so again, veronicagrant.com forward slash retreat to learn more and to sign up. And of course, if you do have any questions, um, we do have a Q and a section on the, um, info page. So make sure you check that out because there's a good chance your question will be answered there. And if not, then, um, just reach out to, to one of us, um, Veronica, do you give your email out? I don't know. Do you have a contact page? She has a contact page. So yeah. So if you could just head over to my website, it's, it's my name, Veronica Um, and you can also find me on Instagram. I love to DM. Yeah, me too. yeah <laughs> that's so, just my name. That's just my name, Veronica. Yeah. Peretti, so we'll, we'll link up all of our, 
yeah, we'll link up all of our stuff. I know most of you all um, follow me. And so you can send me a DM. I think a lot of you also follow Veronica. So you can send her a DM if you have a question about, you know, the astrology and if it's a good fit and all that kind of stuff. You want to know if it's a good fit. Yeah. I want to ask me then um, that's fine too. Um, so yeah, thank you all so much for listening. Can't wait to see you in New York this June. And thank you so much, Veronica, for coming onto the show. And we'll have you again before we hit eclipse season and the next retrograde, Mercury retrograde, but it's like a retrograde. (laughs) Well, it's always a pleasure to be here. Thanks for having me back. Thank you. Thanks for listening to the love life connection podcast. Find the show notes to this episode and all episodes at veronicagrant.com forward slash podcast. You can also grab bonus downloads and more resources to help you find love at veronicagrant.com. That's also the place you can learn more about my private love and relationship coaching and group coaching programs. And if you love this podcast, it would mean so much to me if you took a moment to leave a rating or review in iTunes. It helps me to build this amazing community and help more amazing women like yourself find real love. And until next time, remember this, wherever you are is exactly where you need to be. You aren't broken. You don't need to be fixed. And even if you've never had the relationship you want before, it doesn't mean you can't have it now. Hi, I'm Daniel, founder of Pretty Litter. Cats and cat owners deserve better than any old-fashioned litter. That's why I teamed up with scientists and veterinarians to create Pretty Litter. Its innovative crystal formula has superior odor control and weighs up to 80% less than clay litter. Pretty Litter even monitors health by changing colors to help detect early signs of potential illness. It's the world's smartest kitty litter. Go to prettylitter.com and use code ACAST for 20% off your first order and a free cat toy. Terms and conditions apply. See site for details. Imagine the softest sheets you've ever felt. Now imagine them getting even softer over time. That's what you'll feel with Bowling Branch's organic cotton sheets. In a recent customer survey, 96% replied that Bowling Branch sheets get softer with every wash. Start getting your best night's sleep in these sheets that get softer and softer for years to come. Try their sheets with a 30-night guarantee. Plus, get 15% off your first order at BowlingBranch.com. Code BUTTERY. Exclusions apply. See site for details. Planning for your next trip? Elevate your travel style with Quince. Quince has all the jet-setting essentials you'll want for your next getaway, like European linen, premium luggage options, buttery soft Italian leather bags, and so much more. And is all priced at 50 to 80% less than similar brands. Plus, Quince only works with factories that use safe and ethical manufacturing practices. Pack your bags with high-quality essentials you'll be wearing for vacations to come with Quince. Go to quince.com pack for free shipping and 365-day returns.